Today's show is pre-recorded. I sure will. Good morning, everybody. You're listening to The Voice now. Come on, dig me. One and only Steve Harvey. Got a radio show. One more time, partner. Steve Harvey got a radio show. Man, how amazing is that? How good has God been to me? How good has he been to you? Just check yourself sometimes. Just sit up and just, just run a survey. Just look at your life where it's at. It might not be where you want it to be, but that's probably some decisions you made. But really, though, in spite of all the crazy mistakes I done made, I mean, man, I I, I, I look back at some of the decisions I done came up with, and, and, and man, it's, it's, it's just amazing he let me live. I mean, it's, it's, and, and, and to exist the way I exist, it, it, that's nothing but grace. Mercy, favor, all that is. That's what my mama praying for me when I wasn't praying for myself. It had to be it because, man, I can truly tell you, I have made enough mistakes, man, stuff you would never even know about and recovered from them all. You can too. And I don't care what you've done. Marvin Sapp has a song out that says, he saw the best in me when everyone else around me could only see the worst in me. You know, that, that's an important song, man. Especially, you know, I want to talk to men today because, uh, man, being a man is so, so difficult. Please know, it, it, it has been my quest ever since I was a little boy. My father had one ambition. Son, I don't care what you do, but when I get through raising you, you will be a man. 
That's all I want you to be. He never cared what I did for a living. It never made a difference to him. You're going to be a man. Manhood is difficult. Now, ladies that's listening to this, I'm not saying womanhood ain't. I don't know what it takes to be a woman. So, you know, I'm, I'm, but I do know exactly what it takes to be a man. So, you know, sometimes when you talk to people on the radio, you have to preface things because people are just go, he trying to make it look like womanhood ain't. No, that's not what I'm doing. I'm just talking to men today to explain to them that they ain't by themselves and struggling trying to figure this thing out, that you are not alone in your quest for manhood, that it's difficult. But I'm, I, I got I to gotta tell you, man, um, manhood is that kind of difficult, and it becomes even more compounded if a young boy does not have a male role model. I've said it a thousand times, I'll say it again. A young boy without a male role model is like an explorer without a map. Well, I have a suggestion for everybody that's struggling with manhood and all of the men out there that are men. This message is for all of us, and it's for me too. You know, I was listening to Joyce Myers the other day, and um, she made a statement. She said, sometimes you got to do the right thing even when it feels wrong. You know, one of the difficulties of manhood is peer pressure and the misguided principles of manhood. See, what God wants us to be as men and what we believe manhood is is sometimes two different things. I'll give you an example. I wrote this book for women, right? And um, I was telling them the three ways that a man shows his love. And I called them three P's. We profess, we protect, and we provide. Every man who is a man, that's how he exhibits love. We're not talky-talky, comforting, we're not great nurturers, but when it comes down to to it, what we all want to do, what is in our DNA, is to profess our love for something, you as a woman, to protect you as a woman, and to provide for you as a woman. That's in our DNA. Now, sometimes that gets messed up, and I'll give you an example. Sometimes when a boy doesn't have the proper real role model in his life, he takes that principle of love that we all possess in us, every man, the professing part, the protecting and the, and the, and the providing part, and we misplay it. That's why gangs exist. Gangs exist off those three principles. What's the first thing a gang member do? He profess. He claim a hood. That's the first thing he do. This is my neighborhood. I'm Deuce Trey. I'm Triple H. I'm Doop de Doop. I'm purple, I'm, I'm red, I'm blue. First thing they do is claim. That's professing. That's how we show our love. But it's misguided, though. Now we professing something that ain't even good for us. Your hood, your gang, your clique. Now, guess what? Now we got to protect it. So now, as a protection part of our love, here we go. You come down here, we gonna do this to you. You go over there, they gonna do that to you. You protect your hood. This your turf. This all you got. You ain't, ain't nobody coming down here with blue on. Can't nobody come over here with red on. You can't come over here with purple on. You can't come over here with black and gold on. And we and we protect that because that's in our DNA. And then what's the third thing? We provide. So guess what the gang need? Money. Guess what we do? We selling drugs. We selling women. We selling guns. 
it go back to the same thing, man. I don't know how God gave it to me that way when I was writing the book, but he showed it to me along the way. That's how men love. Well, when you don't have a role model in your life, guess what? Now that love is misplaced, it's misguided, it's off track. Ain't no man told you that really you're supposed to take this love and give it to a woman. You're really supposed to profess, protect, and provide for a woman. Not your gang set. Now you professing your hood, repping a color, you protecting your territory, shooting people, driving by, coming over you on your street, and then you provide. Now you're out here selling drugs and guns for the same thing. When a boy does not have a male role model, he has a misguided way of looking at manhood. Here's the deal. See, God created all of us in his image. That means he's put some of our DNA in him. That's why it's in your DNA to profess, protect, and provide. Because guess what? That's what God do for us. Because we his children. I'm just talking to men right now. I'm just telling you, man, I had to wake up about five years ago. I wasn't doing what God wanted me to do. And then he shook me. He said, man, I'm going to bring about some changes in your life. I'm going to cause some things to happen that's going to put you in a position. And this time you're going to listen to me. Because if you don't, you're going to keep living in this pain you've been in. But you put yourself in this pain. I owe no blame to no one else but myself. Please know I know that. And that's how we, you really get to manhood when you figure out what you done done wrong. You can't blame this on none of your exes because you a man. You can't go, my ex did this. No, no. You a man, partner. You got to take responsibility for yours and yours alone. If you got kids, you got to get to them some kind of way. Write them a letter. Send them the money. If she won't let you see it for the money, whatever. Send the money to her mama. Do what you're supposed to do as a man. Do what God wants you to do, man, because he not letting us off the hook for what we supposed to be just because you ain't doing it. And if you do it, you turn your life around. Just hollering at the fellas today, that's all. Sorry about that. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for the Steve Harvey Morning Show. And here we is. Mm. Instead of mm-hmm. hear ye, hear ye, translated mm-hmm. into hood is here we is. Mm-mm. This is the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ain't nothing proper about that. So hell ye, hell ye, hell. Here is the Steve Harvey Morning Show. We is here. Shirley Strawberry. My ears are bleeding, but good morning, Steve. That's okay. Here we are. Carla Pharrell. Girl, he told that is up, didn't he? (laughs) (laughs) Morning. Shredded it. Yes, yes. Junior. Well, he ain't lying. We is here. (laughs) (laughs) Nephew Tommy. I'm is here. He is here. We is here. We all us. All us is all us. Conjugation going on. <laughs> yeah. Everybody good this morning? Glad to be here. Glad to be alive. Oh, it's Thursday. Short week. My no, man. we passed hump day. That Monday then threw y'all into something. That, that I, off I'm on Monday. I'm telling you. But I'll take a three-day weekend. Any day. <laughs> right. Well, well, he's the expert on being off on Monday, so he should yeah. know how we feel. All yeah. facts. Mm. He got it back. <laughs> Already. Already. <laughs> and it took it took my late dear sweet mom to point it out to all of us. Wow. Wow. She did. She's like, well, I, can't, I, can't, I can't follow that when you yeah. mm-hmm. It's you Monday. You know it. Tommy's not gonna be <laughs> there on it's Monday, right? Yeah. You know Tommy's not gonna be there Monday. 
<laughs> he worked all weekend. Oh no. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was my mom. <laughs> yeah. Pattern. Pattern <laughs> of behavior. Yes, and we're right here. We didn't even yeah. get it. <laughs> yeah. Like this, right, Miss Ellie. <laughs> Wait a minute, Mom. You might be on to something. <laughs> yeah. So how, how are you, Steve? You good? Well, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm pretty fair. I feel pretty good. I'm energized today. I'm grateful and uh -huh. excited. Mm -hmm. Got another right. day off, so going to take another golf lesson. I done changed my swing again. Ain't, you know, ain't like the old one was all that good, no damn way, so... Yeah. But when you say you have another yeah. day off, you mean from Family Feud? Yeah. When you yeah. get off this? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know you're yeah, enjoying okay. that. Uh, yeah, it, it'll be over in a minute, though. Oh. <laughs> but but yeah. the good part is is that you're enjoying it because before you just be working nonstop. Yep. Yeah. And look at you now. You've learned to actually. I used to take all my dark weeks and do yeah. another show with it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I just decided to stop. Uh -huh. I mean, and enough is enough, bro. Just go smell some of these roses. That's right. You know? That's right, Steve. And that's just yeah. a better way to live for me, especially the older I get. I mean, my next birthday, man, I'll be 65. Ooh. So fly. <laughs> you to put that's that on the important part. Well, you are I was talking to a couple year. of my partners, mm -hmm. and they was talking about a AARP. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what the hell they was talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah. Your card came. It's there. <laughs> no, I ain't getting no card, Tommy. It's in the mail, I'm telling you. They didn't send it now. All right, we got to go. Uh, <laughs> coming up in 32 minutes after the yeah, hour, this real. is Throwback Thursday. Guess who decided to drop by? Get ready for this, ladies and gentlemen. Roscoe Wallace in the building right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, it's Throwback Thursday, and what we do on Throwback <laughs> Thursday is throw it back. All right. <laughs> To one of the greatest lounge singers in the country. <laughs> Get him. <laughs> Roscoe <laughs> Wallace, ladies and gentlemen. Roscoe Wallace the in the building, everybody. Come on out. <laughs> give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. Hey, let's go. <laughs> the greatest lounge singer. Hey, what's singer. going on? Hey, Shirley, what's happening, baby? Hey, Roscoe, welcome back. It's Appreciate been a minute. Appreciate it, Junior. Roscoe, my hero. Man. What over you, boy? Tommy John, what over you, boy? Roscoe. <laughs> Everything going on. Hey, hey, Carly. Hey, Roscoe, what's happening? <laughs> Me? <laughs> <laughs> Always. Going on. What, what, what y'all want? You know, it's been a while since I've been here. You know, you know yeah, I'm the greatest lounge singer that wrote all the songs, you know, in the world of history, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, uh, you know, all the BMIs, the SOTs, I did everywhere, you know, <laughs> tour with everybody, know everybody. Well, any questions? Well, well, you know the latest song by um, Silk Sonic, Bruno Mars, and Anderson Pac, you know. Lead the door. Yeah, leave yes. the door open. Isn't that the uh -huh. jam, Roscoe? Yeah. That's a fire <laughs> song. Everybody loves that yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. Bruno uh -huh. Daddy. Uh -huh. what was Bruno Daddy. Uh-huh. Venus. <laughs> Venus. <laughs> Venus Mars. Why didn't yeah. we know that? <laughs> Venus. <laughs> Venus. I, I, I told him one time right here. You know, we 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 he had called me one night, right? Mm -hmm. And he said they were gonna play cards. And I asked him what time they said we we're gonna start till eleven thirty. Uh -huh. And I told him, Well, I ain't gonna get out the lounge till one thirty. Y'all still be there? Uh -huh. And he said, Yeah, we'll still be there. I said, Well look here, leave the door. And I be damn, his boy Bruno, I like Bruno. Bruno got talent, you know, so he called me. 
Uh-huh. He said, Rocco, you mind if I use that? And I said, oh. well, hold on now, hold on. You know, uh-huh. right, hold on now. You don't just use it. You know, I'll let you borrow it. Okay. You know, uh-huh. but you got to give me credit and everything like that. So y'all went on let him have that. Just leave the door open. Leave the door open. Oh, cause my pool, my pool, the water is warm. Huh. Gave them all that. So let yeah, me get this all. straight. Just yeah. a little bit. You heard him. You heard him, Let me get Carla. clarity. <laughs> Come on. Here we go. Always so a doubt. So you wrote the number one song in the country right now. Let me ask you something. Who you think wrote it? <laughs> hold on, well, hold on, Carla. Here you come with the hate again. I tell you what, I think we all know who ain't wrote it. <laughs> you! <laughs> no, no, you ain't wrote the song. I, I told you how the song it. came about. You wasn't there. Well, hold, on, hold on, was you there? No. You wasn't at the card game. You don't know Venus. Yeah. You don't know none of all people. That makes sense. What else y'all want to know? I think he's well, lying. Okay, well, you know, the Billboard Awards were uh, just a couple of weeks ago, and Drake won, like, Entertainer of the Year. All I mean, he won the major awards. He won so yeah. many. Do you know uh, him? Well, I knew his granddaddy. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. What was, what, his, what was name? his name? Garden. What? Garden. Garden? His real last name is Ray. But uh-huh. he just put a D on it. Oh, okay. Call his middle name is Demetrius. So they just put the D on top of Rake and they call him Drake. Oh, But his real name is Demetrius Rake. <laughs> and he didn't want nobody to know it was Demetrius, so he just put a D on Rake and call himself Drake. Oh. That's all he is right there. That's all it was. Uh-huh. That's all it was. I told him to go on to do it. You know, my suggestion. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. And so Drake well, got his name from you. Well, you don't know. Ain't nobody making his name Demetrius. <laughs> <laughs> you can't name one song wrote by nobody named Demetrius. <laughs> I'm with you when you're right, Ross. Damn it. That, that, don't be with him. You ain't doing nothing but bringing on bad luck. What else you got? I, I got proof of everything. I was going to ask question, you about the Shirley. BET Awards. Oh, Go ahead, okay. BET. B- yeah, they're they're coming up later this month. Have they uh, reached out to you about being a part of it? Yeah, yeah, they have. Oh, they have? What, what are you going to do? Gonna, yeah. Well, you know, they asked me, you know, if I wanted to perform. I told them no, because, you know, oh, the crowd yeah. got too young, you know. Okay. Uh-huh. So what are you going to do? What? Yeah. So you said Well, no? I'm just probably going to be in the back, you know, uh, you know, taking credit. You know, for all the all the careers that's gonna be going on out there, that's well, all I need. You know, I'm gonna just stand on stand backstage, so just shake going. hands and say thank you. You're welcome. You know, <laughs> gracioso. You know, viva dirty. You know, th- you know, you know things like that. You know, all the ways you can say you're welcome. You know, uh-huh. amigos. You know, all that. <laughs> So that's all I'm gonna do at the BET Awards. Uh, Is them your awards then? They going to get? Well, I mean, way. like what awards you mean? Like, I mean, like the BET Awards when they go get the BET Awards best for the album, song. Best, yeah, best, best album, best song, best collab. Your awards, they yeah. Yeah. I'm involved in everything that music. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Everything. Everything. See them. Uh, see Migos. Uh-huh. Cause the three of them, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you know who they was. They, they you know, they old ass cousin was the Three Musketeers. That's right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What? 
And that's, that's how they came up with Migos. Oh, they cousins was the three musketeers. Yeah, <laughs> way back, generation back, Tommy. Uh-huh. Wow. You know, all them, all them were just three musketeers. And three yeah. of them, I said, well, y'all can't call yourself that. Uh-huh. And then you ain't Mexican. Right. So right. you can't say amigo. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you just be Migo. <laughs> so they owe you a debt of gratitude. They already, they already, they already, you know, they 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 all take care of me. They care about me so much. Oh, you know, just everything. Okay. You know, Do you get royalties, man? Royalties, uh, back no payments, under the table, credit to the payments. <laughs> I take Why it any way you can. Oh, I got I mean, what they going to do? Hell, I had Jay-Z fix the seats in my Cadillac one year because I had wrote Blueprint for him. Blueprint? And all I want him to do is just fix Wait, wait, wait. You wrote what? You heard me. I wrote Blueprint for Jay-Z. On that note, Roscoe. Well, hell, they had Blueprints before Jay-Z was born. Where do you think Jay-Z got the damn Blueprint from? Run that prank back with the nephew. It's coming up. Thank you, Roscoe. Right after Thank you, baby. He's that woman. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, Miss Ann is standing by with our national news. Uh, Derek Chauvin is asking for a lighter sentence, if you can believe that. No, 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 yeah. no. A little longer. Soon as you get that, oh, they waiting on you, dog. Nah, yeah. You ain't got to say nothing. But right now, the nephew is here with Run That Prank Back. What you got for his Neff? Mr. Reggie. <laughs> That's my name, Mr. Reggie. Let's Mr. go, Cap. Reggie. Hello? Hello, I'm trying to reach uh, Davion. This is Davion. Um, who's calling? How you doing, man? This is Mr. Reggie. Mr. Reggie? Have you heard of me before? Nah, you don't crack the, ring the bell or not. I'm a friend of your of your mother's. I'm a friend of Yolanda's. You're a friend of my mother's? Yeah, yeah, Mr. Reggie. She's <laughs> never mentioned me before? <laughs> no, is she okay? Everything cool? Oh, no, no, no. Your mom is good. Let me okay. let me tell you what's happening. So you, you're getting ready to graduate. You're going to get your master's, right? Yeah, I'm getting my MBA. Okay, first of all, let me just say congratulations to you. I'm proud of you. Uh, your Thanks, mom been brother. telling me about the whole journey, you know, from from undergrad to to getting your, uh, you know, you getting your master's in business. So I I just want to commend you and say congratulations. All right, thank you, brother. I appreciate that. But your mom ain't never she ain't never mentioned Mr. Reggie to you, huh? No, sorry, bro. Okay, I got a little of a situation that we got here, man. I you know I've been seeing your mom for probably you know five six years now. And, and really? I, I just that, yeah, yeah. So it kind of puzzles me that that she never brought okay. up Mr. Reggie to you. No, no, she never brought up the name Mr. Reggie. You know, I didn't even know she was dating. To be honest with you. Okay, so when you started undergrad, I'm the person that you know stepped up and gave your mom some money so she could put you through school. You know, I I, I knew she needed some money to get you through school. It started out, you know, like I guess around your freshman year. So I I stepped up and you know helped your mom out. Man, this is bugged out, bro, because, hold on, you telling me you gave my mother the money because she told me she got a couple extra jobs on the side to get the money to pay for school. I, I'm I'm the person that stepped up, and through your undergrad, I'm the one gave your mom the money so you can go to school, and I knew when you graduated from undergrad, and then she came back, told me you getting ready to do grad school, and I stepped up some more. Here's what I'm getting at, man. I'm not even calling yeah. you. Mr. Reggie, Mr. Reggie ain't calling like, you. Like, what, you want me to give you some money when I get a job? No, 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 no young what, brother, what no. What are you calling me about? It's, okay. Nothing like that. So here's the deal, man. I didn't gave your mom all this money for six years now. Here it is now. You finna okay. graduate. And now that you finna graduate, she called herself wanting to break up with me. 
So, uh, bro, uh, so, I mean, I don't know nothing about that. That's between y'all, bro. I mean, what nah, you want me to do? What I, want like, you I never to do, even heard your name before, so I mean. And I understand that. But what I'm saying, what I'm getting at is this right here. I would like for you to at least call your mama and say something to her on my behalf. Because, you know, come on, man, I didn't put six years in, put you all the way through school. And now, hey, what you now want me to say on walk- your behalf? I, I really don't, I mean, I don't know you. I mean, I like, what do you want me to say on your behalf? But you don't understand what I'm trying to tell you, Davion. Mr. Reggie didn't stuck his neck out for you for the last six years. You see what I'm saying? Listen, man, I don't even know you. You calling me out the blue talking about you gave my mama some money and been with her for five years. I don't know you. I never heard your name. Never heard of Mr. Reggie. I and you just called me out the blue. This is some trippy shit right now, man. Okay, okay. Like, and, for I, real. and I understand, I understand like, like, it, but this I'll... Is almost look, look at star, stalker and shit. You call your, uh, your ex-girl's son? Like, come on, is, man. This is some shit. Hold on, hold on. This ain't no ex-girl. We, I, we've been cool up You just said y'all last... broke up. That's... That mean y'all uh, that, up, up to up to last week, up to last week, I didn't pay for you to go to school six years. Now here it is. She want to break up with me. I, I, I don't I know just... nothing about that, man. Like I don't know why y'all broke up. I don't know nothing about that. Maybe and then you called me out the blue and I don't even know you. She never mentioned you. Hey, well, at least you can. Him, at least bro. you can do is call on my behalf and say, "Hey, what's I going on with you?" On nobody's behalf. I don't know who you are. I don't know I'm the you. person. I'm the person that put your little ass through school. Hey, the checks that went to the school had my mama's name on them, not no damn Mr. Reggie. So, hey, bro, I'm sorry. It is okay. what it is. Okay. No, it ain't no ears what it is. I done put your little ass through school. Now your mama want to run out on me. Now, don't want to date me no more. That's some bullshit right there, man. And you need to have a little respect for somebody that done took care of your little respect? ass. I don't even know you. What are you talking about? Took care of me. I don't even know your guy. Who are you, Mr. Reggie? What kind of name is that? You usually go by your last name, Reggie? People go by my first name. My first name is my first name is Reginald. People call me Mr. Reggie, and you gonna do the same. Nah, I just call you Reg, man. Come on, Reg. I'm I'm good. Like I don't know what. Okay, going let, on let, let, let me let me say this here. You, but you need to call her and take care of this yourself. Leave me out this. Sorry, brother. Nah, nah, nah. Look here. You owe me a little respect, and you owe me at least you know whatever I'm asking you to do. I, don't, I, I ain't asking you for no money. I don't know who the f- you are. You calling me talking about call my mama? You used to date. I don't know who the f- you are. You talking about I owe you some respect? Are you crazy? I'm not okay. How the f- you get my number anyway. You you going to my I, mama I, phone? I, I been had your number. I been had your number. And this the first hell. Time I didn't spend. I didn't spend thousands and thousands of dollars on your little ass. I been had your money. Well, how come you didn't? Come, how come you ain't come to the undergrad graduation? What I need to come to that for? I did my job. I took care of your little ass. Man, you ain't take care of shit, man. You need to get the phone off my phone, bro. Okay, you know what? I'm finna go by your mama's house. I'm finna go by there, and you know what? I'm finna deal with her ass today, my damn self. Look, I'm trying to be as respectful as I can, but if I hear about you going by my mother's house, I'm gonna whoop your ass. I'm gonna whoop What's... your mother ass. You gonna get your ass whooped by somebody with an NBA. Must be ass. I'm gonna you up if I hear you went by my mother's house. I don't Is you listening to me? No- Mr. Red, no, I ain't listening to you. I don't know nothing about you. Once I get off this phone, I'm going to call and ask about some Mr. Reggie. But if I get by there, I'm going to you up. I'm going by your mama house because you ain't going to just break up me after six years after I done put the little boy through school. Well, that's what the you get for being a sucker. It sounds like you a, a victim or a I know the f- You ain't sitting here calling me no sucker. You sound like a sucker. God let me hear you went by there. It's going to be a problem. There's going to be some smoke in the city. 
What about uh? What about Jarvis? Jarvis? What the f- Jarvis got to do with this? Jarvis will f- you up too. You go by there. He grew up with my mother. How you know Jarvis anyway? Because Jarvis called me. He told me to call you. This is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your boy Jarvis. What? <laughs> Wait, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Jarvis told you to call and say you can do f- my mother and pay him my <laughs> way through college. Hey, oh, I'm about to f- Jarvis up for this one. <laughs> This is Tommy, baby. Steve Harvey Morning Show. Your boy Jarvis got me to prank you, man. He said, man, my boyfriend, he graduated, he getting his MBA. He said, you got to do it, Mr. Tommy. I said, all right, all right, tell me all about him. So I came up with this little story. He said, oh, my God. He said, man, his mama is his heart, man. His, that's his heart. I said, all right, cool. That's what we're going with. Man, you got, got man, baby. You know, <laughs> my grandmother always said, don't be friends with a named Jarvis. <laughs> Hey, man, you got to give it to me, baby. Give it to me right. Mr. MBA, you finna get your, your paper in the next week or so. What is the baddest, and I mean the baddest, radio show in the land? Steve Harvey in the morning show. <laughs> 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 All right, nephew, thank you. Coming up at the top of the hour. Call me yes. Mr. Reggie. <laughs> Entertainment and national news right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Derek Chauvin will be sentenced on June 25th for the murder of George Floyd, and he is asking the judge, get a load of this, guys, he's asking the judge for a lighter sentence. His lawyer has even suggested that Chauvin get time served and probation for the murder and manslaughter charges. Yes, yes, yes. Chauvin could be facing 30 to 40 years, but he's asking for a lighter sentence. I see. Rabbit ass. Oh, no. Time served and probation. If, yeah. You murder. If they gave him that, they set this country on fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. No. It's, and it, it, it'd be nothing I could say. Ain't nothing to say. Oh, no. No. no I'm, I'm just, I'm, look, look, I'm just going to say this right You murdered him in front now. of people, witnesses. Yeah. 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 And, and, then, and if they gave him time not. served and probation yeah. for that, um, I'm, I'm not coming on the radio stop nothing. Don't even I ain't going to start nothing, but I'm not, I'm not asking nobody to go home. Mm. <sighs> yeah. No. And it, it's nothing I could say then. That you, you, that you, you, it's, you know, skip this. No. Come on. What, yeah. what's, what's another Stranger story things have got? happened, yeah. but I, I just <laughs> well, don't think that's no. going to be the case, a lighter no. sentence. All right. Uh, in other trending sports entertainment news, uh, a number of professional athletes are speaking out in support of tennis star Naomi Osaka. Uh, Osaka decided to withdraw from the French Open while revealing her struggles with mental health. Uh, Naomi quit the tournament Monday after she was fined $15,000 for saying she wouldn't participate in the required press conferences. Among those who offered support to Naomi Osaka are NBA star Steph Curry, who tweeted, you shouldn't ever have to make a decision like this. But so damn impressive taking the high road when the powers that be don't protect their own major respect. Nice. But... Yeah, mm-hmm. that that was great. But our favorite response has to be from tennis superstar Venus Williams uh, after yes. after a match. She was at a press conference when a reporter reporter asked her how does she feel about doing press. Take a listen, please. For me personally, how I quote how I deal with it was that I know every single person asking me a question can't play as well as I can and never will. So. 
no matter what you say or what you write, you'll never light a candle to me. So that's how I deal with it. Oh yeah. What I said. <laughs> yes. well, that's how you respond. Person, I ask me a question. Can't play better than me. Come on now. Nobody <laughs> asking me a question can ever play, nor will you ever be able to blow the candle to right. me. So go ahead and ask your question with your weak serving yes. ass. Uh, I deal with it. Love. With that little powder punk ass forehand you got. Come on. Can't even get it over the net. Blow your panties off with this ball if you hit this thing. Over. Go ahead. And I'm talking to the men. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh my God. I love mm-hmm. her I do too. I, oh, I love that. Response. Because, you know, she Naomi Osaka. Zero. Zero. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, come and on, what you got? Now, if you, now, if you was just sitting there writing just then, how you feel then if she said that while you was writing? <laughs> and she said it so sweetly. That's what yes, I like. It was you know, just so beautifully. It it just rolled off her lips. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Somebody commented. I saw it on social media. That's uh, Richard Williams' daughter right there. That's right. <laughs> and don't you forget it, little little girl with the beads and her braids on yes. the tennis court. Okay. And let me tell you something. Her and and them girls caught hell mm-hmm. oh, yeah. coming up they in that sport until they just whipped everybody's ass till they changed their mind. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. It was them two That's playing right. each other in a lot of major finals. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, hats off to the Williams girls for making these young players, even the, the young Cocos and all of them. That's because mm-hmm. of the Williams sisters. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. All right, Ladies Steve. and gentlemen, Miss Ann Tripp. Thank you and good morning. This is Andrew with the news. President Biden pleading with Americans to put aside their political differences and get vaccinated. Mr. Biden says that now's the time for everyone to help bring the country back to normal. America's headed into a summer dramatically different from last year's summer. A summer of freedom, a summer of joy, a summer of get-togethers and celebrations. For all the progress we're making as a country, if you are unvaccinated, you are still at risk of getting seriously ill or dying or spreading disease to others. Please hear that. The president wants to see at least 70% of U.S. adults at least semi-inoculated, at least with one shot uh, by July 4th. Twelve states have already hit that target of work, become very near it, but parts of the South still have some of the lowest vaccination rates, mostly due to loyalty to a certain political party and what that party says about COVID, maybe that it doesn't exist, and also fears about the government and how it handles health care in the minority community. There was a ransomware hack over the weekend against the world's largest meat processing company. However, JBS is up and running again. No word on whether they paid a ransom or anything. They're not saying anything. Uh, the hackers are thought to have been working out of Russia. A suburban Atlanta man thought to be the youngest person facing charges related to the January 6th Washington insurrection has pled guilt, not guilty, has pled not guilty in federal court. Bruno Kuas charged with obstruction of official proceedings uh, to assaulting, resisting, or impeding law enforcement officers. Kuhl was 18 when he was originally charged. Video from that day allegedly shows him wielding a baton and saying, they can steal an election, but we can't sit in their chairs. His lawyers say he believed too much on online conspiracy stuff and watched too much Fox News. You can now carry a handgun. In the state of Texas, without a license, without background checks or any training. That's what I said. You can carry a handgun in the state of Texas without a license, without background checks and without any training. Republican lawmakers in the Lone Star State have essentially removed one of its last remaining gun-owning restrictions. 
in sports. Bad news for the Knicks fans in New York. Knickerbockers blown out of the playoffs last night by the Hawks, 103-89. Meanwhile, Major League Baseball yesterday celebrated Lou Gehrig Day with teams wearing a commemorative patch on their uniforms. Lou Gehrig became the starting first baseman for the Yankees in 1925, but the Hall of Famer had to retire in 1939 due to ALS. I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. That I might have been given a bad break but I've got an awful lot to live for. Unfortunately, he died on June 2nd, 1941 at only 37 degrees. Now back 37 years old. Now back to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. What's going on? Okay. President Biden says voting rights are under siege in America. He called it unprecedented and un-American during a speech in Tulsa. Biden said the right to vote is possibly the most fundamental right under the Constitution. Biden noted that he'll have much more to say about voting rights in the coming weeks. And meanwhile, Vice President Kamala Harris has been tapped to protect the voting rights of all Americans. President Biden asked Harris to lead the administration's efforts, saying the right to vote is possibly, again, the most fundamental right under the Constitution. The vice president said in a statement that our democracy is strongest when everyone participates and weaker when people are left out. She also noted that more people than ever voted in the last election. Since then, over 300 bills have been introduced across the country, making it harder, not easier, harder for citizens to vote. And we know because we're going through they it right now. don't yeah. want the majority Mm-mm. to have a say-so and to rule. They want the zoning laws in place. They want everything in place that's for voter uh, suppression Mm -hmm. so they can, uh, you know, have their way. Mm -hmm. They can't believe they lost this election. I'm telling you, Georgia pissed them off to the highest. Mm -hmm. How do you turn a red state blue and how do you take a black and a Jew and put them in office over two whites? Mm -hmm. Are you Mm -hmm. kidding me? No, no. This is race. This is race. And Warnock. Mm-hmm. If Warnock and Ossoff were just mm-hmm. two white guys, this wouldn't have been no deal. But the fact that it was a black and a Jewish person beating two white people, you don't understand what that did to them because they have this sense of entitlement. And it's not all whites that feel that way. It's not all Americans that feel that way. But it's a bunch of them, though. And we need to stop talking about like it's not that many. No, it's 72 million of their asses. <laughs> That's a whole That's a lot, lot of damn people, man. <laughs> That's a whole lot of and, folks. And, and I'm, I'm including the evangelicals in that, too. Because this group of people is really amazing to me. To call themselves God's people, but you're willing to vote for people who have policies that's against other human basic rights. While you hang on to the one right about abortion to make that your claim and call that Trump is anti-abortion. That's why you're going to vote for him. But he's also anti-everything else. But you hang on to that one thing to justify you voting for him, and you claim that as a good Christian, we have to uphold that. Well, being a Christian covers a lot of things, and it don't just cover abortion. It covers everything. So y'all can miss me with that. That group of people right there really need to check themselves. That's right, Steve. All right, uh, moving on now. Coming up in 34 minutes after the hour, we'll have a quick round of 
Ask the CLO, Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey Hello. in the building right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, time now for a quick round of Ask the CLO. Steve Harvey is our Chief Love Officer. Let's see what you have to say about this one, CLO. Uh, It's from Jody in Illinois. Jody writes, I'm a flight attendant that's having an affair with a married man that I only see twice a month when I'm working. He comes to stay with me at my hotel when I'm in his city. Last week, he said his wife is terminally ill and he apologized for getting me in this situation but thanked me for being patient with him because it is keeping him sane and gives him hope. I told my mom about the affair and she told me what we're doing is dead wrong. But if it's helping him cope with the situation, then it's fine. If it's fine, then why do I feel so bad? Do I end the affair or keep supporting him? Well, let me ask you a question. What does your wife dying have to do with him screwing you? Who do that help? So obviously, he ain't that concerned about her leaving him. Because if he was all that concerned, he would be trying to make, if she's terminally ill, her last days as comfortable as possible. That's what love does. Love don't go and get yourself comfortable as possible. Yeah. So now, and you want to know why you feel guilty, because it ain't right. (laughs) Now, I ain't saying people can't do what they want to do or people don't make mistakes, because everybody does and everybody has. So I ain't judging you, but your question of why do you feel guilty is because in your heart of hearts, it ain't right. I mean, what you want us to tell you? Now, you can continue to do it, but it ain't right. But she's saying she's she thinks she's supporting him because of his terminally ill wife. She's supporting keeping him sane. What if if you don't give him no motel, he gonna lose his mind? <laughs> I'm, I'm right. just trying to understand. Yeah, yeah right, right. Where the Basic. sanity part come in? Yeah, at. yeah, yeah. He told her. That's the case. Him. I'd have been and lost my rabbit ass mind. <laughs> he told her it keeps him sane and gives him hope. Mm. Yeah. Hope for right. what? Come on, Jody. Right. Yeah. Right. That maybe, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. Nat in uh, Oxon Hill, Maryland. Hold on, wait, wait. Says, Can I ask Jody one question? Yes. Since you keep giving him hope, what do you get? Exactly. Ah. You get two uh-huh. weeks. Two weeks out of month. That's what you get. No, you don't get two weeks. You get two times. Two, yeah. two times. Okay. Yeah, two she times. sees him yeah. only twice a month. That's right. all you get. Yeah. And now you blocking any blessing you would have mm-hmm. of meeting Mr. Right because you sleeping with Mr. Wrong. I'm oh. sorry. My bad. Go ahead, Shirley. Come on, CLO. Right. Come on. Uh-huh. Great. Okay. Great setup, though. <laughs> All right. Nat, uh, Nat in Oxon Hill, Maryland says, CLO, I'm in the three-way love affair with my man and his cousin. It's only been going on for a few weeks, and we've had sex with my boyfriend in the other room. My boyfriend drinks a lot, so he was passed out drunk one night and his cousin came on to me. We had a few edibles and some shots of tequila and I gave up the goods. His cousin was a great lover and I went back in a few, I went back a few more times after that night. I decided I want to be with a cousin, but I'm not sure if he wants me or not. What should I do? So a three-way love affair. so hold on. Man, I can't keep you think you can just change horses in the middle of the street. 
you think that you can just go over there with the cousin and it's going to be roses. When homeboy come out of his drunk ass stupor <laughs> and realize <laughs> that you've been screwing his cousin and his cousin been screwing his girl, what uh-huh. you think going to happen in that? He might yeah. be a better lover, but he might not be a better fighter. Oh, <laughs> oh, I like it. Boom. I'm a lover, so, not a fighter. You would bring it. I like it. Watch your lover. Yeah. <laughs> All right, CLO. Uh-huh. Wow. Own it today. Okay. All right. Uh, I don't know if we have time to get to this next one. Mm-mm. Yeah, no. we don't. But um, tomorrow, though. Let's hear it, though. Let's hear yeah, it. Can we hear it? You want to tomorrow, nephew? I don't think I have time to read it. Yeah, it's a good one though. I'll tell you that. Yeah. All right. Thank you, CLO. You are on top of your game today, CLO. Uh, Coming up next, it is the nephew with today's prank phone call. Right after this, you're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today. The subject: my wife's. Young friend. Mm. We'll get into it, but right now, the nephew is here with today's prank phone call. What you got for us, Neff? Insurance. That's That's it. Harmless. That's it. Insurance. Everybody need Everybody need insurance. Mm. Come on, cat. Let's call it insurance. This is Joseph. How can I help you? Uh, Yeah, Joseph, how you doing, man? I got you. Um, Doing good. Your number, uh, uh, well, somebody gave me your card, told me you have an insurance company, you might be able to help me. Absolutely, we'll love to help you. We'll love to help you. Okay, listen, I'm, um, I'm, I'm seeking some insurance. Now, what all insurance do you guys have? What, what, what all do you all cover? Oh, we have automobile insurance, we have home insurance, uh, we have life insurance, uh, fire, flood. Uh, we pretty much, uh, we have everything, what exactly what type of insurance you were looking for. Okay, well, see, I need, uh, I have my own business, my own company. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Entrepreneur, I like that. Okay, what, I, what, I'm, what, I'm, what, I'm, what I'm trying to do, man, is I'm trying to make sure I have insurance for the people underneath me. Oh, okay, your employees. Yeah, yeah exactly, okay. exactly. Okay. I, wanna, I want my employees to be insured. Okay, good You good. know, like if something good happens good. to them, they can, get, they can get workman's comp. You know what I mean? I, I want to be able to. To accommodate them that way is that? And, uh, are you able to help me out with something like that? Yeah, uh, I am able to help you. I just need to ask you a few questions. Uh, how many? How many employees do you have? Right now, I have. I got six. Well, I got four that's working full time. Mm-hmm. I got two that that work uh, predominantly on the weekends. Okay. okay so I got. Right. Let me think real quick. Let me. Go. I got cinnamon. I got ice. Jasmine. Mm-hmm. I got thunder. I'm sorry, sir. Um, sir, uh, tell me your name again, sir. What was? Uh, Smitty. Smitty. Okay. Okay. Um, um, what type of business do you have, sir? Uh, well, I'm 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 more of a um I'm a I'm a PC, and um, I'm sorry, PC, uh, personal consultant. No, 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 no. I'm a, I'm I'm pretty close though. Pretty close. That's a, that's that's pretty close. I'm I'm a, oh. I'm a pleasure consultant, and. And what it is, me, I got, um, you know, I got. I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry. Did you say uh, pleasure consultant? Right, right. What what that is, man, is is, you know, I I, I pleasurize uh, people that want to be pleasurized. Like I have uh, girls that may dance for you. Uh, some may come by and and uh, do other things for you. Whoa, 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 you wait, know, wait, after wait. parties, so you, private parties, that oh, kind of thing. Are you trying you to ins- are Are you trying to insure strippers or, or call girls? Well, I mean. 
I mean, I'm trying to ensure what I'm trying to ensure. I mean, I give all my girls 1099s at the end of the year. I, I, I'm sorry. I, don't, I don't know what this is an insurance company. This is a reputable company. Uh, we don't insure call girls or strippers. Sir, I'm trying to insure my product. I mean, the way the economy is right now, everybody got to look out for themselves. But I got to insure what I need to insure so in case things go bad, man, I can bounce back on that. You understand? I, what I'm I understand that, sir, and I, I do understand. I mean, I'm a businessman just like you are. Sir, but we don't insure uh, call girls, strippers. So, so hold on. I got your card, man. You're trying to tell me that now you can't give me no insurance? We can't insure call girls or strippers. Uh, okay, 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 tell me this. What type of duties do they perform? Well, I mean, what you mean, what kind of duty? I mean, they, they well, have, I have to, on the application, I have to put down what type of duties do your We're going to put down, we're going to put down, uh, 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 exotic dance, you know, uh, and see, since they are, are there for people that, like, uh, need to have some personal attention, man, you know, we just put something else down, like, you know, uh, counseling, you know? Are these prostitutes? You want to ensure prostitutes i'm not saying that man i'm not stop, stop saying that don't say that no more that's not what i'm saying i'm saying well, that's you what know, you're that's what they are sir. well why don't, don't you put down are, pc man why don't you why don't you put down pleasure consultant for him, man pleasure consultant sir um we don't do that here um i'm, I'm I, I don't know how to help you sir we don't do that here you can't insure a prostitute did i tell you don't say that no more I told you, this right here is a PC. It's a pleasure consultant. Now, somebody that gave me this business card and told me that you'll be able to take care of me, and now here you is coming back saying you can't. See, this one is starting to be some for Smitty now. Uh, 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 sir, you, you don't have to refrain from using that language. No, 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 no. They're they telling me that you are able to insure me, man. Now, yes, you sir, we are able to insure you. You're the one coming back with some bogus right here, dog. Listen, we don't insure any type of ghetto mess prostitutes, uh, call girls, um, that's some street junk that we don't do here. Hey, man, listen. I was told you can insure me, and guess what? You go insure me. I'm going to go back and forth with you, Doc. I'm going to come down there to your office, and I want to, I want these papers filled out so I can sign them. So I'm out of my, my office. Look, man, we don't insure no prostitutes or no or no strippers, okay? So we don't do that. And, and, and you're not going to come down to my office with this ghetto mess. We don't do that. Who do you think you hollering at, man? You you who don't you know who you're fooling at? with. Now, don't let this corporate over the phone corporate voice fool you because I can get gangster. Hey, man, I don't know now, who you think you hollering now, at. Look at now, we don't do that here. Hey, man, look at Let me tell you something. I'm on my way down there, okay? Sir, do not come to this office. Do you not me? come to this office. I'm coming do to not. the office. You're going to insure my girls for me. Now, somebody gave me my, your card and told me you can take care of me on the low, and that's what you're going to do. Now, I need my damn insurance for my girls, dog. That's all I'm trying to get out of you. Don't you bring your up to my steps with this We don't do it, and I will not. And if you bring your up, you're going to get your what? Hey, man, I got one. Who do you think you're talking to? I'm talking to you. Now, I tried to be nice, and I tried to be professional, but this is some Don't you bring your up to my office, or I'm going to kick your You ain't cinnamon and fire all them up there. Hey, man, I got one more thing I need to say to you. You listening? Yes. What you got to say to me, dude? What the I do not insure prostitutes, okay? What do you have to tell me? I got to tell you this. This is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your boy. Oh, my God. I'm going to kill that boy. God, God. I was going to go postal. I cannot believe that put me up to this. Oh!
Boy, y'all got me. Boy, I own one. Come on. Really, Man. nephew? Come on. Come <laughs> on. I'm trying to be professional. Yeah. But don't yes. bring your blankety blank blank down here because we don't insure no blanks. No. <laughs> I don't give a damn about cinnamon, thunder, fire. <laughs> he said fire. <laughs> Something years old playing on the phone. Lord, pandemic is over. Be careful. <laughs> careful. Yeah. Well, it's not yeah, over. You ain't got it no mask. Jump off. Oh my God. Yeah, I got a mask on. Nobody know who I am. But you will know who I am. July 16th through the 18th. That's July 16th through the 18th. Virginia Beach Funny Bone Nephew coming to town. That's right. Tickets on sale right now. Go in there. Got a real nice sexy picture. You, you're going to love it. I'm so sexy on there. Ladies, go look at my picture on there. Virginia Beach Funny Bone, July 16th. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You wait. heard him. Go, go, go look at your picture. Where? <laughs> uh, on Funny Bone. Yeah, that's on there. Um, just sexy, dog. Just, oozing. just feeling oozing. over with it. Just, it ooh, that's the word, Shirley. Uh-huh. Oozing with it. <laughs> boy, when I ooze, when I ooze, dog. Boy. Oh, yeah, I know what you mean. Like a little tube of toothpaste. <laughs> the travel size. Yeah. <laughs> the little the travel size. Size. Yeah. Confidence though. Shut up, Carla. You know, you, you know, <laughs> you know the one you can you know, you know, he the one you can take on the plane. Right. <laughs> and not get stopped. Stop. They won't throw yeah. your stuff away. You That's check fine, him. sir. <laughs> <laughs> All right, nephew, thank you. Coming up, Strawberry Letters subject, my wife's young friend will get into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And listen, if you need advice on relationships, dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter. Guess what? We could be reading your letter live on the air, (laughs) just like you're going to read this one right here. Who knows? Could be yours. You never know. Buckle up. Hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is. The strawberry letter. Subject, my wife's young friend. Dear Stephen Shirley, I've been married for eight years, and my wife has owned a trendy clothing boutique for four years. She decided to hire young, attractive females to represent the type of clothes she sells. The store manager is a gorgeous 28-year-old woman with a banging body. Two years ago, my wife decided to help her pay for body contouring procedures so she can always look great in the clothes at the boutique. I didn't approve, but my wife said it's her money and she did it anyway. My wife also got her a company car to use since she delivers clothes to their VIP customers. I did not like this either, but my wife bought the BMW X3 for her anyway. I also learned that for Christmas, my wife gave this woman a nice bonus for processing the online sales during the pandemic. All of my wife's reasonings for treating her so well make sense, but I'm still looking side-eyed at my wife because 
They're running around like best friends, going to day parties and brunches on weekends. When I travel for my job, the young lady stays at my house so my wife will not be alone. Most women would not want this gorgeous and super fine woman around her husband, but she spends a lot of time around us. You can only imagine the thoughts that have run through my mind, but I fight the temptation to even look at her perfectly shaped butt and tiny little waist. I wouldn't be surprised if my wife feels the same way about her because our sex life hasn't been the same recently. If they're traveling and staying in one hotel suite together, is it possible that they're more than friends? What do a 54-year-old woman and a 28-year-old woman have in common anyway? Should I question my wife? Please advise. <clears throat> well, it took you long enough. It took you till the, lo- till the end of the letter to figure it out. All the signs are right there. I don't think anyone is that good of friends, okay? Uh, they have to take a break sometimes. Your wife sounds like this girl's sugar mama slash lover to me because she's doing way too much with her. Uh, One tip-off should be that she didn't listen to anything you told her about spending money on the young woman. Uh, She bought her a car? What? Um, (laughs) That's a huge expense, and not to mention the nice Christmas bonus she gave her. And then you said it made sense. Come on now. Uh, This is way too just in your face for you not to notice this. And then you say the sex isn't the same between you and your wife. Well, no, that's because she and this younger woman with the banging body, as you call it, are in a relationship. And and you're in the way, you know. She's she's just doing it because you're a husband at this point, it sounds like. Should you talk to her? Well, uh, yes, I think you should. And if your wife is honest, which I doubt she'll be, you'll find out why she wants this super fine woman around her with the tiny waist and the banging body and the perfectly shaped butt because that's her girlfriend, okay? They're seeing each other. Steve? Well, how much time I got? (laughs) So I'm... I got about three minutes, so let me just go on and do this. The second half of this letter, I'm going to do something special. Okay. So let's just talk about this woman who's doing all this for this woman with the banging body. Let's just get to it. Uh, The wife decided to help her pay for body contouring procedures so she can always look great in the uh, clothes at the boutique. Mm -hmm. That's why she paid for surgery? Mm -hmm. Okay, then let's go down. So my wife also got her a company car uh, to use since she delivers clothes to their VIP customers. I didn't like that either, but my wife bought the BMW X3 for her anyway. Ooh. What? You get that to drop clothes off? <laughs> right. That, that's, that's, that's what you get for dropping clothes off? Okay. okay. We ain't through. We're and the then business. for Christmas, my wife gave this woman a nice bonus for processing the online sales during the pandemic. Wait a minute. Ain't, ain't, ain't that what you're supposed to do? But, to keep your business going, right. But if you process an orders during the pandemic, what what you need a car to drop them off for? Come uh, on, come on. I'm, it's only logic. Come I'm, on. That's why we ain't mailing I'm, this. Uh-huh. I'm so damn confused. <laughs> and then you said in the letter, all of my all of my wife's reasoning for treating her so well makes sense. Make makes sense to who, dog? Not to us, Steve. Because I'm confused. If, let me ask you something. If you bought 
or girl. No, no, no. If you bought a young boy, uh-huh. paid for liposuction, gave him some pecs and some biceps, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then you turn around and bought a young boy mm-hmm. a damn car so he could look good mm-hmm. dropping off some packages, mm-hmm. and then if you gave a young boy a Christmas bonus because mm-hmm. he was delivering, making all the processing, all the online sales, and your wife told you not to do any of this, but you did it anyway. How would this look? Right. I ain't even gonna ask you what would happen if you bought a banging girl a body, Ooh. bought a girl a car, and <laughs> right. gave a girl a Christmas bone. I ain't even gonna uh-huh. ask you that. Just if you uh-huh. bought a, a younger dude that. Dog, I don't know what to tell you, but when we come back, <laughs> I'm bringing back my man, Roscoe Wallace, to help you understand what has happened through song. He wrote a lot of songs. Oh, through song. And we got some songs to help you with this letter. (laughs) All right. Hang on, Steve. Hang on. Uh, We'll have part two of your response coming up at 23 minutes after the hour. Today's Strawberry Letter subject, my wife's young friend. We'll get back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right. Come on, Steve. Let's recap today's Strawberry Letter. The subject is my wife's young friend. Here this man got this woman. Now, his wife is 54, and the girl is 28. She worked for her, so and she sell young clothing at this boutique for young people. So she got all attractive women working in the store to represent the clothes she sell. But this one girl who's absolutely gorgeous, she done bought her a pay for all her body contouring procedures so she can always look great in the clothes at the boutique. He didn't approve of that. So his wife also got her a company car to use since she delivered clothes to their VIP customers. I ain't like this either, but the wife bought the truck anyway. Then for Christmas, the wife gave this woman a nice bonus for processing online sales during the pandemic. Now, is she processing online sales or is she dropping off stuff with the car? Then he said, my wife's reasoning for cheating her so well makes sense, boy. <laughs> you, the crazy part, boy, right? So you just trying not to. Go along with you trying not to see it. I can only now the woman is wonderful. What woman brings a fine woman around her husband? But she spent a lot of time around us. You can only imagine the thoughts that been running through my mind. But I fight the temptation to even look at her perfectly shaped butt and tiny little waist. Well, you notice what it was. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if my wife wife feel the same way about her because our sex life ain't been the same recently. Now, if they traveling and staying in one hotel suite together, is it possible that they more than friends? Well, let me ask you something. If you got money for surgery and you got money to buy a new car and you got money for Christmas bonuses, how you ain't got money for your own damn hotel room for the girl? (laughs) You done bought her everything else, but you just can't buy her her own damn hotel room. Mm -hmm. Sir, Mm -hmm. you know what's going on. Well, please, let's welcome to the show the one and only Roscoe Wallace, who has some songs that he wrote. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on, everybody? I'm back. What you going? What what, what you say? What? We back Wednesday. Yeah. What you going? Throwback Thursday. Thursday. Okay, cool. I'm here. I wrote some songs in my career. A lot of y'all don't know this white boy right here. Oh, Sanford Townsend band. They wrote a song called "Smoke from a Distant Fire." And I wrote this for the dude in the letter. 
Okay. 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 You left me here on your way to paradise. Mm. Uh huh. You pulled the rug right out from under my life. <laughs> I know where you're going. I knew when you came home last night. Mm-hmm. Here's what you need to know. Cause your eyes has a miss from the smoke of a distant fire. See, that's what he need to know right there. Because there's some smoke going on in a, in a, in a, in a distant fire right there. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, you know, wow. he having trouble with that. You know, and so there's other songs right here, like, hold on, let, let, let me do this one for you. <laughs> one, two. I'm, I'm going to just start in a minute. Bet you lie awake nights, never rest a bit. Hey. <laughs> Wishing it would all disappear. Oh, but still the bottom line is you got to deal with it. And to yourself at least be fair. <laughs> Said hold it on. Uh-huh. Not hold it on. <laughs> it's very hard to do when love's gone. And there's no lie. I said hold it on. Yeah. <laughs> It's very hard to do, very, very hard to do Uh when love is gone. (laughs) You better end it. Roscoe. Yeah. That's another hit I wanted to write for you. Yeah. A room is still a room even when there's nothing there. But gloom, <laughs> but a room is not a house, and a house is not a home when the two of us mm-hmm. are far apart and one of us has a bro. See, these yeah. are songs that he need to know because he's struggling. Uh, you know, <laughs> he really is. And all this here. Y'all want another one? Yes, sir. Yeah. Sure. Okay, okay, okay. Hold on, hold on. You took me riding in your rocket. You gave me a star. And then a half a mile from heaven, you dropped me back down to this cold, cold world. I would not do that to a damn dog. Oh, baby. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> these songs, right? See, I wrote all these songs for people like that to get in situations like that. I don't want to stop in and just share my talent and all my gift with people and tell them, hang on in there, but love is gone and it's hard yeah. to hold on. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, thank you, flat. Roscoe. Thank you. Post your comments on today's Strawberry Letter. Pump it up, pump it up. On Instagram and Facebook. Pull up to the bumper, baby. <laughs> 46 minutes after the hour, Cheryl Underwood will be here right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, Carla's reality update. But right now, Steve, introduce our girl from the talk. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together because she's here right now. The one and only Cheryl Underwood. 
Thank you, Steve Harvey. And Steve Harvey, I would be mad at you, but I have a, a way to solve why I should be mad at you. Now the Celebrity Family Feud is on. Why can't me and Junior come on and bring our family, now that we're a couple, and be on Celebrity Family Feud? Uh-uh. Good idea, uh-uh. huh, uh-uh. Shirley Strawberry? Uh-uh. Yeah. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. Junior's I wish I had thought of it, well. Cheryl. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> you did think of it, Shirley Strawberry. You remember when we was talking, and I Junior, said, don't you think that's a good idea? Sure. Huh? Junior said his family can't appear on national TV. No, not on national TV. Not them. Not them. No, you're not. Your family. We love your family. First of all, yeah, we got to get Junior. Well, we got to get pardons first for some of them. So now <laughs> not even going to have them. Hey, 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 my brother pr- thinks he's a lawyer as many times as he's been in court. So he yeah. can get out. <laughs> no. Oh, oh our family going to fit together right nicely. <laughs> no. My brother Lafayette, oh, he going to get him out. <laughs> yeah, but Junior said, J- Junior said he got family members that can't cross state lines. Yeah, yeah. Uh-uh. You they don't know the how them the tunnels show. got built? How you think they found El Chapo? One of them tunnels was mine. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening, Cheryl? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, we know how to get people across state lines and get them back like they never went anywhere. Okay, no, we, we need outfits. Now, okay, your mama, she should play. Okay, who else should play? Who else that, should play? That's about it. We done. <laughs> that ain't about it, Junior. What about your it's you. Just graduated. Mm-mm, mm-mm, yeah, no. Nah, nah, I mean, no, nah, no. Nah. He okay, graduated, but, okay. Shirley. We said we playing a but, game to win. He just graduated. No. Okay, oh, but smart. see, here's the problem he's with this whole uh, situation. I think we could win some money for a charity, Junior. Couldn't it be Junior's own charity, Steve Harvey? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, um, yeah, Junior already doing that. He got we a race. We doing that. We got a race sad. Yeah, we doing, we were doing great. Doing Don't I care about a race? We, I care about uh, inaugurating our love on national TV, on Celebrity Family Field. Tommy, why Why is he not going along why. with it? They even had a question that I think they made from me and Junior relationship. The question what? on the advertisement what? say, name something a friend gets that you might say, that's the biggest one I've ever seen. Whoa. <laughs> oh my it's God. a junior. Number one <laughs> answer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm out, Steve Harvey. <laughs> yeah, you had to go through all that just to get to that punchline right there. <laughs> get to that punchline right there, playboy. Show this, show you a genius. I love it. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Cheryl. We love you as always. Coming up love at the back. top of the hour, Carla's reality update right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right. Come on, Tommy. Introduce that girl. I got it. I got it. It's that time, ladies and gentlemen. She is here. Carla Farrell with what reality update? Coming in hot. Yeah, I am. Thank you, Shirley, girl. Thank you, nephew. Let's go. Ready to love. Hosted by our very own nephew, Tommy. Yes. Okay, so, Tommy, you threw another curveball to the singles. Mm. This time, you introduced, the ladies introduced the men to their exes. Yes. It was good. It was good. That's how you do it, though. And they did not know anything. No, no. The fellas did not know this was coming. And, Steve... The ladies were invited to the chateau out to nephew Tommy's house you along with his. I am oh, not lying. lying. The uh-uh. ladies. I yes. not, did not think you were going to bring that up. <laughs> oh, man. I ain't been out there. Yes. 
Um, yeah, and everyone she letting these girls from the damn TV show go. <laughs> I'll be damned. It was all good, though. Tommy and his lovely wife, Jackie, hosted the ladies out there, and they talked, and they talked about, you know, faith and religion. And Alexis, her number one, the guy, Ron, he's really not that into religion. And that was a problem. Yeah, that was a problem for her. But shouldn't that have been a shouldn't that have been a stop sign from the beginning though? Right, right. You know, you can't, you can't. Yeah. No, she knew to a certain extent, Shirley. She knew to a certain extent. But once you know that, you ought to be belly. You ought to be backpelling at that point. Come on, that does that add up in a relationship? Deal breaker mm. for her. Well, well, well you have to be equally yoked either way. Either mm-hmm. both of y'all yes. ain't going yeah. or something. <laughs> right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> right. Yeah, so that that was an issue for her. So she went on a double date with uh Liz and uh the other guy on the show, the coach, and then AJ. He, you know, Alexis, she likes to talk. So she was just mm. talking and talking, and AJ just, you know, did a sexy kiss and shut her up. So now she got butterflies over AJ and then Liz and David. So, Tommy, I had a problem with David and Liz. He was so rude. He was not a gentleman. He didn't let her talk. He was over-talking her. What's up with him? So tune in next week. Okay, check this out. Yeah. Tune in tomorrow. Okay. And you will find out exactly why he was over-talking her. Well, tell her to... We gotta watch you, you sitting not? right here. Oh, uh-uh. Mm-mm. Cause I know all three of y'all, you, Mississippi Monica, and Shirley, sit with y'all popcorn Friday evening. I'm not gonna spoil it. You're gonna wait <laughs> and just get it. Oh, <laughs> okay. Make their ass wait. <laughs> Listen to the TV man, your uncle. <laughs> all right, ready to love when, nephew? That is 9 Eastern, 8 Central, only on OWN. You don't want to miss it. Ready to love. It's so good. Congratulations, Tommy. Moving on quickly before we run out of time. Married to Medicine, Dr. Contessa told her therapist, a life coach, that she doesn't trust her husband with her heart. Then later on, you see Dr. Scott over Cecil and Dr. Simone's house, and he's having a drink with Dr. Eugene. And then he has a he has a picture of a woman that he's thinking about hiring at his practice along with his wife. They share a practice. And he has a picture of this woman on the phone, and he's showing the fellas talking about she's a bad girl and she's this and that. And they were yeah. uncomfortable. Like, hey, man, why you got a picture of this woman in your phone and you married? They like, uh-uh. So, so not cool. Also, Dr. Heavenly and Lisa, they're beefing. And Dr. Heavenly, she can't take a joke, though. She, she I just noticed that about her. It, right. She can dish it, but she can't take it. It's a two-way street with that Heavenly. But, you know, you had a little attitude. And then Toya tried to check Dr. Jackie. Love Dr. Jackie. She told Toya, watch your tone. So they had to go talk in the ladies' room to see what the problem is with Toya. She has an issue with Heavenly. She admired her. And so their friendship, they're having issues. So we could talk more on the gram at Lips by Carla or on social media. That's Reality Update. What you got, Shirley? All right. Thank you, Carla. We got more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up at 20 minutes after, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right. Junior is here with Sports Talk. What you got, Junior? Hey, they're saying it's the best practice ever. 
A youth football team in Chicago got the ultimate surprise visit on Tuesday when none other than President Barack Obama came through to give an epic pump-up speech. Whoa. 44 <laughs> popped up at Jackson Park to visit the Chicago Southside Wolfpack football team. And naturally, the kids and the coaches lost their minds when they saw the local legend, President Obama, in the flesh. Is that Obama? I'm gonna die. <laughs> you got to be. <laughs> what? Man, hold my how, whistle. How old is the kids? Oh, man, they, they, they probably about 10, 8, 9, 10. You know, they little league football mm-hmm. team. Mm-hmm. Wow, number down, 44. Man. 44 oh. jumped up, man. <laughs> Losing their mind. Do you know, man, that I was I have a partner. Well, I don't have a partner. It's a guy that works for me and his little brother has only known a black president. The first president he knew his name was Barack Obama. He he doesn't know the monumental significance of it. So did my daughter, Steve. She was born in 2008. He was the president. That's yeah, crazy, that's all man. She knew. Ain't that crazy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for eight years, he was it. That's our president. Yes. That's how presidents look. No, that's the first time they look like that. Yeah. Let me tell you who can't show up at a, at a Little League football game. Let me tell you who can't show up. 45. 45 can't show up at no Little League football game. He, he can't show his ass up. No way. I'll tell you all somebody right. else that can't. <laughs> Judge Joe Brown can't show up at Little League. <laughs> We'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up in 33 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Okay, President Biden says voting rights are under siege in America. He called it unprecedented and un-American during a speech in Tulsa. Biden said the right to vote is possibly the most fundamental right under the Constitution. Biden noted that he'll have much more to say about voting rights in the coming weeks. And meanwhile, Vice President Kamala Harris has been tapped to protect the voting rights of all Americans. President Biden asked Harris to lead the administration's efforts, saying the right to vote is possibly, again, the most fundamental right under the Constitution. The vice president said in a statement that our democracy is strongest when everyone participates and weaker when people are left out. She also noted that more people than ever voted in the last election. Since then, over 300 bills have been introduced across the country, making it harder, not easier, harder for citizens to vote. And we know because we're going through they it right now. don't yeah. want the majority to have a say-so and to rule. They want the zoning laws in place. They want everything in place that's for voter uh, suppression Mm -hmm. so they can, uh, you know, have their way. Mm -hmm. They can't believe they lost this election. I'm telling you, Georgia pissed them off to the highest. Mm -hmm. How do you turn a red state blue and how do you take a black and a Jew and put them in office Mm -hmm. over two whites? Mm -hmm. Are you Mm -hmm. kidding me? Mm -hmm. No, no. This is race. This is race. And Warnock. Mm-hmm. If Warnock and Ossoff were just mm-hmm. two white guys, this wouldn't have been no deal. But the fact that it was a black and a Jewish person beating two white people, you don't understand what that did to them because they have this sense of entitlement. And it's not all whites that feel that way. It's yeah. not all Americans that feel that way. Mm-hmm. But it's a bunch of them, though. And we need to stop talking about, like, it's not that many. No, it's 72 million of their asses. <laughs> That's a whole lot. That's a lot, lot of damn people, man. <laughs> That's a whole lot of and, and And I'm, I'm including the 
evangelicals in that too. Because this group of people is really amazing to me. To call themselves God's people, but you're willing to vote for people who have policies that's against other human basic rights. While you hang on to the one right about abortion to make that your claim and call that Trump is anti-abortion. That's why you're going to vote for him. But he's also anti-everything else. But you hang on to that one thing to justify you voting for him, and you claim that as a good Christian, we have to uphold that. Well, being a Christian covers a lot of things, and it don't just cover abortion. It covers everything. So y'all can miss me with that. That group of people right there really need to check themselves. That's right, Steve. All right, uh, moving on now. Coming up, it is our last break of the day, and we'll have some closing remarks from the one and only Steve Harvey at 49 Minutes After. That's right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, before we get to your closing remarks, Steve, uh, we got to mention that the new season of Celebrity Family Feud will premiere this Sunday. Yeah, y'all. Uh-huh. Some of the celebrities include, uh-oh, Carla, Terrence Howard, uh-oh. Yara Shahidi, uh, uh-huh. Tia Maori, Rob Lowe, Vivica A. Fox, and it goes nice. on and on. The stars just keep on coming. The clip um, looked good. So, yeah, yes. so tell us what we can expect, Steve. Well, I mean, you know, it, it was a good season, that's for sure. You just, it's a lot of surprises. You just got to watch. You know, I ain't really mm-hmm. got nothing. There ain't no suspense to it. Mm-hmm. It, it ain't like Tommy's show where it carries over. You uh-huh. know, an hour of fun. Mm-hmm. On Sunday night, yes, and you Question. gonna Terrence Howard? That's what is, I wanted to ask. It's gonna be Terrence Howard. How was Terrence? That's what I was just getting ready to ask. <laughs> he was him. actually was good. He was actually good. Uh-huh. Vivica cool. Fox was really cool too. Oh yeah, she's yeah, awesome. yeah, have fun. Yeah. yeah. And so, Steve, this is the season. You're you're in the middle of the floor. You don't go over to the celebrities. Nah, none of that. nah, no. I can't go okay. over there. Mm-hmm. Okay. All <laughs> oh, that's COVID. changed. You know, ain't no yeah. more helping you fix your tie. Mm-hmm. Ain't no slapping five, ain't no hugging old ladies, none of that. Aww. No, sir. I stay in the middle of the floor. I walk a lot. I'm eight feet from each contestant. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Commercial break, they got to put their mask on. Mm-hmm. Everybody come out, do hair and makeup. You know, anybody wardrobe, got to have a mask and a face shield. And mm-hmm. we test three times a week. Mm-hmm. Wow. wow. Okay. And That's them our new test is right now. horrible. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand them damn tests. That's what I'm sick of. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, but it's great. Yeah. Hey, can I can can I share something with you all? Mm-hmm. Okay. I just want to talk to you uh, in closing about something that's really really available to everybody, and can be super valuable and incredibly important in your life, in your future, in your plans. It's real simple. It's just called faith. Faith is such a useful tool in your life. I I don't know a better way to put it to you except, I mean, it just comes in handy. It helps you cope and deal with so many things. I once had a t-shirt that said, faith don't make it easy. Faith makes it possible. You know, I I talk to people all the time. They ask for advice. I just, my life is just not smooth. Life is not set up to be smooth all the time. You'll have some glassy roads and you'll have some smooth water, but it's going to be some tough times. But you are a ship, though. God built you 
as a ship. Now, ships do really fine tied to the dock and in port and safe and, and, and anchored down and people can board from the side and get off on the side of the ship and the back of the ship. But that ain't why ships were built, though. Ships were built to travel the seas. Ships was built to be in open water. Ships was built to stay afloat when the weather gets tossed and tough. You are a ship. You are not built to stay on the dock and play it safe. You are built to explore, to go out into the world and see what's on the other side. That's how you are made. And you should all explore this, the possibilities of your life. But the thing that makes it all possible is your faith. I am telling you, man, if you can form just a small relationship with God, I'm not telling you what church you got to go to. I ain't telling you how to pray. I'm not telling you none of that. I'm telling you this. If you can form a small relationship with God, just start having conversations with him. Well, Steve, I don't know how to talk to God. Yeah, you do. It's like you talk to anybody else. Except you go to him knowing that he hears you and he has answers. Because I got news for you. You can sit down with whoever you want to and everybody you talk to ain't got answers. And you got to be careful with who you're talking to anyway. That's why you need a friend in your life like God. God is a very present help. That's why you need him. Because let me tell you something. Just because a person is in your circle don't mean they're in your corner. You better get that through your head. But God is in your corner. Jesus is in your corner. He in your corner, man. You ever notice when you go to a fight and you see the boxing ring is in the middle and they have people all around the ring. They in the circle. They all pay the money to come see the fight. And they watch these three-minute rounds and they cheer for who they want. And they talk about the other fight and everything. But at the end of that three-minute round, when you go in that corner, ain't but two people come up in that corner. Your cut man and your trainer. Them the only two people got some advice for you. Because they in your corner. Just because they in your circle don't mean they in your corner. Everybody in the arena cheering for you ain't happy for you. Everybody cheering for you or clapping or booing for you ain't got no advice for you. You got to have some corner men. You got to have a cut man. I don't know a better cut man than God. I really don't. You talk about somebody that can fix a cut and get you out there ready for the next round. I don't know nobody better than him. If you form just a small relationship of faith with your creator, it can change your entire life. Because you're going to need some help because you're in a fight. I don't know if you noticed it or not, but you're taking some cuts. And you need a cut man. Jesus is a pretty cold cut man. He didn't got me back out there a bunch of times. That's all I'm saying. Just try it, y'all. Just a little relationship. Those are my clothes. Just try it. Just try a little bit of relationship with him. Just talk with him. That's all. Just talk to him. For all Steve Harvey contests, See? no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 